0: Ah, by the sound of the mystery... Got, uh, ah, woo,
1: <laughs> Bring the buck-buck-buckhead down. Ah, ah. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the pop culture.
0: I want my MTV. I want my MTV.
1: The lingo. 30 inches of thigh-slapping, blood pump and nuclear brain damage. And the love.
0: Casey, could you please play... Waiting for a girl like you.
1: Because just like you,
0: we're stuck in the 80s. Can you
1: say stuck in the 80s?
0: Okay, I need to find some music for this week's show. It's got to be from a movie from 1980 or 1985. I can find something. I was looking for love. Urban Cowboy, God, oh no. boy, there's a fat. I'm sure Glad is gone. This sounds familiar. Oh my God, the theme from Fletch. I can't use this though. We've been promising people we'd do a show on this movie for 15 years now. By the way, anyone getting tired of these FM sound effects? Don't you just kind of wish I'd use iTunes? I'm right. Kenny Loggins from Caddyshack. I bet Kenny still likes the FM radio sound. Well, you got to give me a fight. No, Kenny, don't go. This would have been the perfect theme song for this week's show. The movie even turns 40 years old this month. Ah, E.G. Daly singing Better Off Dead. As long as Brad doesn't bring up this movie, I've got this podcast won. Is it just me or does it seem like this skit is going on way too long? I swear it was a good idea on Saturday morning. Nope. Hard pass. No, no. No theme for Cocoon. It's time to bring this plane in for landing. In fact... Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's Spearsy here.
1: And Brad in L.A.
0: And today we renew our battle over summer movie seasons from our favorite decade. Which summer movies were superior? 1980 or 1985? Oh, come on, guys. It's so
1: simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media Mobile app. Are you the Are whole
0: Hey's Nation? For the it's summertime here in the apocalyptic future that we never dreamt of 40 years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this wasn't in the dystopian movies I remember from the eighties or the yeah. 90s or the 70s or the 60s. <laughs>
0: The cars should be much cooler and we should be wearing much nicer outfits, but there will be no summer movie season for 2020, but there was 40 years ago and 35 years ago, and so today we're going to talk about the summer movie seasons, and by summer, we're going to define it as Memorial Day through the end of August. Sort of. Sort of. of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's going to be some stretching. It's our uh, show. I might bend the rules a little bit because rules, the, the thing about rules, Steve, is knowing when to break them.
0: Yes. Can you make the rules? And you ain't been playing by him. All these other guys play by him. So 1980 or 1985. So this is what's interesting here. Two very different years for us, Brad. We're, we're the same age. 1980, we're both about 13 years old. We can't drive a car. We may have yep. had some lame-ass summer job that earned us... Pennies on the dollar.
1: Yeah. I was making four cents a paper yeah. delivering a newspaper, which I had I think I had forty houses on my route that actually took the paper. Yeah. So I was not making a lot of money. No. There.
0: And then nineteen eighty five, suddenly, we're we're eighteen years old. We are out of high school. We, we, we are graduates. <laughs> we hired a
1: diploma.
0: Yeah. We're adults. Uh, yeah. S- <laughs>
1: the probably loosest sense of the word the, in
0: in only the most legal sense of the word and we probably still weren't making major coin i i don't think i even worked that summer i think i i, I went straight to college after high school i didn't have a break or anything
1: i was working at the Bray-A-Man plaza theater popping popcorn and sweeping up crap it is funny i do remember this the moment when you turn 18 and you're like oh now when i go toilet paper my friends houses i could actually get arrested for this yeah I have to maybe, you know, leave the headlights on a little bit longer when I go to toilet paper.
0: That might have been, come to think of it, I, I mean, there, I had some toilet papering days in my past, and um, the, the 18th birthday might have been the time when we all sort of just said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, convictions. Right. And
1: also the moment when the word jailbait starts to like resonate a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Like, no. oh, yeah.
0: Well, I I dated about as much in 1985 as I did in 1980, so it wasn't really a problem. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to get started with our conversation, but first, a little business.
1: Hey, let's take a quick time out to talk about our sponsor, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. No, don't fast forward. None of us like to talk about our weight and the need to get healthy, but at our age, it's a critical conversation. When most people try to lose weight, they think exercise. Well, I think about rice cakes, which I cannot stand, but that's another story. It turns out losing weight is really all about nutrition. With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you receive a customized nutrition plan, weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight your very first week. For example, I learned chili dogs for breakfast are not the right solution after all. Huh. Who knew? So gain the tools to know what to eat and how to eat. You put it in your mouth, you chew it, and you swallow it. That's how you eat so you can keep the weight off for the long term. Visit the website and make the commitment to your future health. Visit awaken dot com. And we're back. We're ready to talk about
0: summer movie seasons of 1980 and 1985. And
1: I think we need to set the stage a little (laughs) bit, though, Steve, more than just our own personal reminiscences, which people I know love to hear about. That's why they're here, obviously. Uh, you know what was going on in 1980, Steve? Give give me a little give me a little framework. So 1980 rolls around.
0: The the first big event, the one that we all kind of remember, the Miracle on Ice at Lake Placid. Oh, the U.S. beats Russia, and then who else, Brad, to win the gold medal in men's hockey? I
1: want to say Czechoslovakia,
0: Finland, Brad, Finland. Oh. Oh.
1: I'm sorry. I do remember watching the Miracle on Ice game. I'm, you know, I remember sitting in the den watching it on the you know the 19 inch color yeah. set there.
0: Other things in 1980, you have the Rubik's Cube debuting, CNN launches, Post-it notes were invented by 3M. We found out Ooh. who shot Jr. Who shot Jr. Brad?
1: Um, right-wing extremists. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that would probably be for you in the future. No, Kristen, his sister-in-law.
1: You know, we ask that question for trivia almost every year, it seems like. And every year, I'm like, I don't know this. Who knows this stuff? I don't know that.
0: Sadly, late in 1980, we also learn who shoots John
1: Lennon. Do you know the answer to that, Brad? I don't remember his name. Was it last name chapman i don't remember the first name and it was outside his house in new york that yeah I don't
0: mark mark david chapman shot uh, john lennon outside his building the dakota on the upper west side of new york city I've, hmm. i have i have not been besides my all my trips to new york over the last year i have not been to the upper west side so i've not seen the dakota
1: i've stayed up there a few times when i was doing work at abc which is also on the upper west side or used to be and it's it's kind of interesting how manhattan has neighborhoods and when i stayed in the upper west side i'm like oh this is the suburbs of manhattan because it's where all the kids are it's the yeah. only place i ever saw kids on the street
0: oh you see it on the upper east side where uh, my fiance yeah. lives but uh
1: okay so what happened in 1985 1985 dude live aid live aid happened the end drop the mic end the show unfortunately new coke also happened <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes debuted in newspapers, one of my all-time favorite comic strips. Unfortunately, the famous Mother Road Route 66 was also removed from the U.S. highway system that year. And uh, CDs were introduced that year, Steve. Compact discs. Still, people to this day go on and on about that warm analog sound from FINAL.
0: I, I know, I know it drives you crazy. I'm still thinking about getting oh.
1: a, 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 a turntable eventually. Do you want one? I have one I'm giving to Goodwill if Katie hasn't already sent it. I, I have a decent turntable that I just, I don't use it. I don't have any vinyl. I don't have anything to hook it up to. I have a bunch of
0: vinyl records still. In fact, I was going through them a couple of weeks ago when uh, the fiance was here. We were kind of going through them because we're going to hang up some some album covers since I can't sure. actually play them. And, and we were just kind of marveling at some of the records that for some reason I kept versus the ones that I gave
1: away over the years. But yeah, years ago now I gave what, and I've told this story before, I, I was going through my vinyl and I realized that pretty much all of it was crap. You know, like I bought most of it for 25 cents at used record stores and it was scratched to <laughs> You know, the covers were all beat up. And so I gave like this probably two foot stack of records to... My daughter's Girl Scout troop for their garage sale. and Some kid was like, oh, this is amazing and bought them all. And I'm like, good. They're going to a good home. You know what? I'd pulled out maybe six or 10 things that I thought were interesting and sent them to one of my friends that I know is a vinyl crazy person. But yeah, I, and I don't miss it. I don't regret that decision at all. So, you know, go ahead. Come at me, people. I know you're out there. I know that that's maybe not a maybe not a universal opinion. And some people do love their do love their analog.
0: Anywho, this is how we're going to do it this week. Here we go. We did this show last year, and we defended, uh, I think it was...
1: It was 79 and
0: 89. Right, and it was a fun yeah. show, and but we really took sides. And and I I sat firm on 79, and Brad sat firm on 89, and in the end, I think it was a close call with 79, maybe. Obviously,
1: getting... 89 won, obviously, because,
0: you know. The thinking here this week is... We're not going to take sides necessarily. I'm going to generally represent 1980. Brad's going to lean towards 85. We're going to tell you the movies that we still remember that were released during those few months. We've kind of broken it down into categories.
1: Yeah, just to frame it up a little bit. We're
0: going to talk about comedy masterpieces. We're going to talk about pop culture milestones. Sci-fi classics, if there were any for that particular year.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the super cheese movies of that summer super that's cheese with a z and yes it melts nicely on your nachos yes
0: and then we have like the sort of the random don't fall into a category but still are memorable movies that will you know
1: things we wanted to mention sure
0: Uh, so we'll go through it we'll have some fun after that's over we'll have some seggies and uh, we'll call it a day and then that'll be the end of this holiday weekend how's that sound brad Oh, Steve, you're speaking my language. Okay, let's start real quick. 1980, 40 years ago, this baby came out. Airplane.
1: L.A. departure frequency 123.9. Roger. All huh? right. Request vector over. What? Flight 209, clear for vector 324. We have clearance Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor?
0: Try, it, Brad. Just try to narrow down. Which movie quote you want to use from one of the most quotable movies
1: of the 80s? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't do it. There's no. so much. Yeah. There's so much there.
0: Now, we, we all know all, everything there really is to know about Airplane. The Zucker Brothers did it. It was a parody of the airport movies of the 70s and particularly the 1957 movie Zero Hour. It's ranked sixth on Bravo's 100 funniest movies list. For me, what are some of the most interesting things, though, is it stars Robert Hayes, <laughs> As, a, as an ex-military pilot. I didn't know he was actually a, a pilot in real life. That was interesting. And I then, wonder if he had a
1: drinking problem in real life, too. Splash!
0: <laughs> One of the funniest moments to me is the very beginning of the movie where there's the two announcers at the Los Angeles International Airport who are making oh, the- Oh, yeah, sure. Of course.
1: Immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. The people who do those lines in the movie are the same people
0: who really did those announcements at LAX. So Really? And, get that's this. That's funny. They were actually married to each other in real life. Shut up. No, they're not. <laughs> they were. I don't know if they still are. I don't even know if they're still alive. I mean, was, oh,
1: yeah. Well, okay. Be to point. be fair, that was 40 years ago.
0: Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's my opening salvo. What do you have to counteract the genius of Airplane?
1: Okay. My first comedy masterpiece. I'm going to go with Better Off Dead, Steve.
0: I bad you. Your book on how to pick up trashy women came today. Tell me something. What's a little boy like you doing with big boy smut like this? Hi, Lane. I was just wondering. I mean, I know that we don't even know each other but i know that you were going out with that girl beth and i can see that you're not going out with her anymore and i was wondering if
1: so here's my true and get off my lawn moment i saw this in the theater wow me and like 15 other people did not do did not do great business at the box office but uh this is one that i do remember watching at the lovely fox fullerton theater where i was working at the time
0: I did not see this in the theaters, but I remember that it it came out the same summer as another movie. We're going to talk about here shortly. A vastly (laughs) well-known. Really? In 1985, the summer of 85, another, another big movie comes out. When I was working at the video rental store, everyone came in and asked for, and I was like, we don't have it. How about you take better off dead? (laughs) So yeah, that's funny. I single-handedly increased the rentals of, Better Off Dead by at least 50% in the greater Tampa Bay area.
1: So it was like maybe six or seven years later that the high school kids at my church discovered this movie. And they're like, oh, I gotta, we gotta, you we got to see this movie, Brad. It's amazing. I'm like, guys, I saw that in theater. No, there's no way.
0: I think I have a movie that is culturally more important than that. Because <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I don't know how... <laughs> I don't know how culturally important Better Off Dead is. I, I know it's like any yeah. 80s fan, hugely high on their list. But no more it higher than... It is a than, cult classic from the no, 80s. Yes. No, more high, no more higher than this one. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. At Augusta, he's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. Well he got all of that The crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta The normally reserved Augusta crowd Going wild For this young Cinderella Who's come out of nowhere He's got about 350 yards left He's gonna hit about a 500, I expect Don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one He's gotta be pleased with that The crowd is just on its feet here He's a Cinderella boy, uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's gonna. Looks like he's got about an eight eye. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella Story, out of nowhere, a former Grange Keeper now, about to become the Masters Champion.
1: <clears throat> it
0: looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Cinderella Story. Um, oh. Yeah. Caddyshack was the summer of 1980, and everyone gets this wrong. Everyone thinks that f- Caddyshack is more of a 70s movie. Nope, nope, 1980. If you go and watch, there was a there was a movie on Netflix, I believe, called um, it was it was a bio of Doug Kenny of National Lampoon. Okay, and, and he was the one who co-wrote Caddyshack along with Harold Ramis and Brian Doyle Murray. And the funny thing was, everyone expected Caddyshack to be a, a complete and utter disaster at the box office. And it wasn't, obviously. It's huh. second second on Bravo's list of 100 funniest movies. Still one of the most Damn. quotable movies of the 80s. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. And the one interesting thing to me is the Cinderella story scene that we just played, completely improvised by Bill Murray. With only two lines of stage direction, uh, Ramus told Bur Murray to imagine himself announcing his own fantasy sports moment. Bill Murray asked for two rows of mums, and he did the scene, and that's what we
1: have. Boom, one take. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's pretty strong. But if we're going to talk about people who do a lot of uh, you know do a lot of ad lib stuff, I think we have to go right back to where we started the show with, and that's my boy Chevy Chase and Fletch. Oh, I just got out of the shower. <laughs> Yeah,
0: can I borrow your towel for a sec? My card just hit a water buffalo.
1: Again, what what is there to say about this that you, gentle listener, do not already know? Uh, but I will say, Michael Ritchie, who directed this, also directed one of our favorite football movies. Steve, no, yep, Wildcats. <laughs> Oh. and the golden child oh. and the original bad news bears. Oh, well, that's You good. Yankees can take your trophies and <laughs> shove them up your ass. They don't say that. They just say shove it. They say shove it up your ass. Let's roll the clip here and see what he says. Hey Yankees,
0: you can take your apology out of your trophy and shove it straight up your ass. And another
1: thing, just wait till next year. <laughs> anyway, Michael Ritchie was working with Chevy Chase and he would, say okay we're going to do two takes one read the script two you do you and it's hard to know how much of the of the ad-libbing stuff gets into the film but i bet it's a lot
0: i remember one year on the 80s cruise for a it was a tiebreaker question you had to name as many characters character names that chevy chase does in fletch that's right and i think people got like two and there was the there's like 25 different possible yeah.
1: answers so. yeah ted nugent gordon lady <laughs> yeah Dr. Rosen Rosen.
0: Harry he is, Truman.
1: Mattress police.
0: Yeah, great one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's so much fun. Okay, I, I do have one more movie that from 1980 that I found at the last second. Is it okay. a masterpiece? I don't know if it's a masterpiece. Uh, it was released Memorial Day weekend, so I almost missed it. This is one of my favorite scenes from Hollywood Nights. <laughs> Brad, you probably remember this I don't movie. think I've ever
1: seen this. You haven't seen this? I don't think so.
0: It's half American Graffiti and half Porky's, which is interesting in the sense that American Graffiti had already been released. Porky's had not. Hmm. But Robert Wool is in it. He plays Bomb Turk. Okay. He's the leader of a car club that's turned into a social fraternity in Hollywood circa 1965. I still think this would be a great costume to do for an 80s party sometime. I don't know how many people would get it. There's the... Oh. Uh, there's a great scene with the one. Go as baggage handlers. We you know how well that plays. We could go as the one-handed violin player. I'll let you Google that clip for yourself <laughs> and figure out how he holds the bow. <laughs> Easy. Stay on target. Do you have another uh, classic uh, comedy
1: from 1980? I've got one classic comedy, and this one may just speak to me because I, too, was once a young engineering student, but I give you 1985's Real Genius.
0: What's all this supposed to be? This? This is ice. This is what happens to water when it gets too cold. This? This is Kent. This is what happens to people when they get too sexually frustrated.
1: (laughs) I feel like these movies are so well-known by our our people here, Steve, our, our tribe of 80s wanderers. That I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but one thing that I keep coming back to, an article I saw uh, maybe three or four years ago, is the Jordan character is based on a real Caltech student. They actually interviewed this woman, Phyllis Rostykus. Huh. I'm not sure how to say that-, that. Sorry, Phyllis, if you're listening, write us in with the pronunciation. But yeah, she talked about her experience as a, a female student in what was then a like eight or nine to one male-female ratio school.
0: I get that. So, those are our three movies for comedy masterpieces. I, I would have to say it's a, a draw for that.
1: I, it's kind of lean in 1980, I have to say, with Airplane and Caddyshack. I mean, that's a tough one to punch.
0: Yeah, but I would say that Real Genius probably trumps Hollywood Nights.
1: Yeah, well, you know. So, you know, it's, so, a, anyway. it's a
0: split card. <laughs> exactly. The next category we're going to talk about. I, I don't know where we come up with these. I, I, we just kind of sit down, and I get really hopped up on green tea, and, and I, I, I start writing all this <laughs> gibberish like, on the Google Doc. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, I'm so. And then you poor, I was drinking. you
1: poor saps downloaded, listen to it. What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> I wrote this out this morning when I was hopped up on double caffeine coffee. But uh, mm. pop culture milestones is the uh, the next category. And I don't want to play a clip from this movie <laughs> because, to be honest, it, it it's one of those movies that's hard to watch, but it's also hard to turn off. It's it's Urban Cowboy. Again, like all my movies, they're turning 40. So this movie has been popping up on some of the streaming services. I think I watched
1: it the other day on Netflix. Okay. I need to watch and, this and for our upcoming movies about dancing. Dance movies? Dancing. What are we calling that? Dance yeah. movies. Anyway, so yeah, this is on my list of things I have to watch. I'm really so excited about (laughs) revisiting the music of my oppressors, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) Mechanical Bulls, the Charlie Daniels Band, a lot of beer drinking, a lot of um, the, the abuse of the female characters is just, it was uncomfortable then, it's incredibly uncomfortable now john travolta though this was a huge movie for him this is where greece kind of greece was big but this was his first i would say lead role or headline role i'm probably missing something really huge but i mean i think he made every magazine cover of him wearing a cowboy hat and suddenly everybody started talking about mechanical bulls thank god that trend never lasted more than 10 years still watchable movie and in 2003 there was a Broadway musical version of it that thankfully closed after 60 performances really so going back to 1985 surely you have something that can top this
1: 1985 I'm gonna start slow get hotter and then crush you like the grape that you are I'm going with Goonies to start with
0: our parents they want the best of stuff for us but right now they gotta do what's right for them because it's their time, their time, up there, down here, it's our time, it's our time down here.
1: That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. Never heard of it. But yeah. <laughs> we've been talking about Goonies like every show, so nothing new on the Goonies here. However, Steve, do you know what Sloth's real name is? Uh, I do not. I'm okay it's with It's Slotney Fratelli. Nice. Yeah, lovely. It's like he
0: could o- order order his own meatball company or something. But yes, I like it. Yeah, Lotny salami. Did you watch the the cast reunited apart YouTube with the, the Goonies uh, cast? The
1: Goonies. I did not. It's did good. you? There's there's so many
0: now. What, what? It's hard wait a to keep minute, up. Wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Did you just say it's what? good? Like you watched it's it good, and you enjoyed good. it? Who yeah, sure, are you? <laughs>
0: I didn't say I love the movie. I, I just said I'm I like so the cast g- reunited. I'm so confused right now. That's okay with me. <laughs> that works to my advantage, to be honest. Back to 1980, it's kind of hard to top Goonies. But just two weeks ago, I think, we did a show on the Blues Brothers. Oh. And I, so I have that kind of as my you know card up my sleeve. I don't think there's anything else we can say about Blues Brothers that we haven't already said. I will say thank you to everyone who wrote in yeah. to tell us how much they liked that episode. We got some really great reaction and... Some people shared some stories about what, what Blues Brothers means to them. So, obviously, we've, we finally picked a movie that really kind of had some universal appeal. So, I feel I feel pretty good about Blues Brothers in 1980. But going back to 1985, I know I'm in trouble
1: now. Oh, yeah. Here, here we go. Here we go. I, I think I got the one-two punch to finish you off in pop culture milestones. First off, St. Elmo's Fire.
0: You know, there are more people in law school right now than there are lawyers on the entire planet. Think about that.
1: You're just pissed off and bitter because you have not had sex in how long
0: what is it a year maybe two years refresh my memory please kevin haven't you ever heard of the sexual revolution who won huh nobody used to be sex is the
1: only free thing no longer
0: alimony palimony it's all financial love's an illusion
1: it's the only illusion that counts my friend
0: says who anyone who's ever been in love love sucks oh no i forgot about
1: cinema's fire Yeah, I have to say, in the interest of full disclosure and 80s Nation, this may surprise you. I didn't see this movie start to finish until I was in my 40s, maybe. And, like, this movie doesn't work. These just whiny little bitches need to grow up. It's like, (laughs) honestly, you know what I compare it to? It's like, I read Catcher in the Rye for the first time in my 40s, and I'm like, this guy is an idiot. (laughs) I understand that this is an important movie, but it's for me, like, eh. No, it's it's is an it important it's
0: it's it's an important part of the '80s. But you could say it's important because it's it's style over substance. But, and yeah, some, no, some I think people that's true. Some people if they want to like if they want to shortchange our decade, they that might be the the argument they throw at it. And I uh, one that's a little harder to defend. So yeah, I, I get you. I mean, hey, "Summer's Fire" certainly trumps. I, I don't even have a third movie for oh. pop culture milestones, oh, and or, I know or, you or could really? probably named
1: ten more. Here here we go, Steve. I'm going to end this category permanently with four letters. (explosion) B-T-T-F. Drop the mic. Back to the future. We're done here.
0: This is more serious than I thought. Apparently, your mother is amorously infatuated with you instead of your father. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. Doc, are you trying to tell me that my mother has got the hots for me?
1: Precisely. Yes, I am saying that your mom has got the hots for you. no.
0: This was the movie, by the way, I was referring to earlier at the video store that everyone came in and asked for Back to the Future. Right. But uh, uh, long-time listeners of the podcast will remember me telling the story one day about how we had given away our copy of Back to the Future <laughs> to the... <laughs> one copy had been traded for pizza. For for free pizza for the whole summer. So That's a good trade. Can, can you imagine trying to operate a video store, a, a videotape store with one copy of... Back to the Future. That was short-sighted on our part, but whatever. That's why I didn't major in
1: economics.
0: (laughs) Okay. Obviously, I lose that category. I lose it hard.
1: What's our next category?
0: Our next category, sadly, is not going to bode well for me either. Sci-fi classics. And I did the extra work this week. I sat Good down job, Steve, I <laughs> turned on Amazon Prime. I had nothing else to do, my friend. I sat down in front of Amazon Prime, and I watched this movie, released August 1st, 1980, The Final Countdown. This is uh, Senator Samuel S. Chapman of the United States Senate, on board the aircraft carrier Nimitz. and Captain Yelland is here with me. You're on what? I repeat, I am Senator Samuel S. Chapman, on board the USS Nimitz. All right, whoever the hell you are. Use of military frequencies by unauthorized personnel is a felony. Now, just a minute here, sir. As we have no aircraft carrier Nimitz and no Captain Yelland, I suggest, asshole, that you stop impersonating some other asshole and get off the air. You're wasting our time. How dare you talk to me that way? (laughs) Do you ever see this, (laughs) Brad? Not all
1: the way through, no. I started watching it, and I'm like, this is so stupid. I am out. (laughs) You
0: know, it's again. It's a movie that if you saw
1: it back then, I'm sure it
0: was lovely. Yeah, it, time it's and pretty place. Pretty much the definition. Sure yeah, if
1: I'd seen it as a 13 year old, it would have blown my little brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It's the defi- It's very the definition of a, what an HBO movie was. That you know, it was on, so you watched it. Because this is one of the lesser known ones, I'll give people like the the, the elongated, <laughs> if I can use that word on a podcast, um, easy <laughs> elevator pitch. A aircraft carrier from 1980 goes back in time to December 6 1941 through some sort of bizarre kind of black hole time storm that they go through time storm they are faced with a decision of whether or not to stop the japanese invasion of pearl harbor i won't mm-hmm. give it away but let's <laughs> we all remember pearl harbor right so clearly was I not stopped guess it <laughs>
1: didn't not not happen didn't
0: take so it's it's not bad. It Like I said, it's free, so you can watch it. If I'd seen it in 1980, I would have loved it. It's, it's, but I swear, it's half black hole, half Top Gun. And so, and I, and I bet you the pitch for Top Gun was, hey, what if we went and did the final countdown, but we just Without do it Without the black
1: hole shit. <laughs> Without the black hole shit. Yeah, no weird <laughs> robot falling through heaven and hell scene yeah. at the end. Like, I need that. In my mind, what do you Uh, you
0: have from 1985 in the sci-fi genre?
1: 1985 is not brimming with sci-fi. The summer of 1985 is not like overflowing with choices, but we got some stuff here. And I'm going to start with your favorite Florida shot, Florida beloved cocoon. I guess me and your grandma are going away, David. Where to? Well, that's not important. What's important is that when we get
0: where we're going, we'll never be sick. We won't get any older, and we
1: won't ever die. Wilford Brimley was younger than we are now when he made this movie. Wow. Yeah. He was 50. I think, I think, what the actual I think, f- is going on here? <laughs> I'm not, not that old.
0: <laughs> well, they aged him for that. They they, they colored his hair and everything. So. I hope so. Just like you color
1: your hair. <gasps> that's a lie. I got all this gray naturally. <laughs> Have you gotten a haircut Nope. I have not. Wow. I'm, I was going to, and then, you know, I know this is fascinating, folks, but the numbers in L.A. County are going just blowing up. So I'm like, I think I'm going to wait till we start tapering the other direction again. But I think Katie's going to braid my hair later today. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you go back in time to episode 201 on uh, June 17th, 2010, you'll hear a whole episode dedicated to Cocoon and how it was filmed in... Tampa Bay, Saint Petersburg, technically where, where I was at the time, and many of the scenes and sights and sets are still there, including all the dead aliens. No, I'm kidding.
1: Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Maybe I don't know. I didn't look. I'm just trying to to, um, to basically play a game of misdirection because the only other sci-fi movie from the summer of 1980 I can find is Galaxina. I don't know if you're familiar with this one, Brad, but it's a it's that run
1: at normal theaters, or is that in the special theaters downtown? <laughs> With this. Why are these chairs so sticky?
0: <laughs> no, I,
1: I, it did star
0: uh, the Playmate of the Year in 1980, Dorothy Stratton. It was the last movie oh. she made before she was murdered by her husband.
1: You know, Happy story.
0: But it was a it was a low-budget yeah. parody of the sci-fi movies of the day, including, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek. And it's if you want to, you can go on YouTube and call up clips, or you can watch the trailer, and you'll just be really mad at me for even wasting your time. Even so. suggesting
1: it? Attention to the fourth dimension as they dodge death rays across the universe.
0: If you need to shut the door on me, Brad, with your next picks for sci-fi, just go ahead, and I'll, I'll sit here and whimper like the... <laughs> the okay. tool that I okay. am. Well,
1: no, no, I, I'm 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 not that kind of person, Steve. Come on, we're just we're just having a friendly conversation here. 1985. My next sci-fi classic is Explorers.
0: Oh. Oh. You idiot! You broke my walk, man. You're kidding? Yeah, I got to back down, didn't I? You sure did. Wow! Oh. It took us right back home.
1: I think the audience for this might skew a little bit younger just because the protagonists in it are a little younger, but, um, this is a fun, uh, do you remember this, Steve? Have you seen this? I didn't see it. No. Yeah. It's again, it skews a little young for us, but also it was in the, it kind of hit the theaters at a bad time. It was released in theaters the day before live aid and then it was up against back to the future all summer. So it kind of got, you know, beaten about the head and shoulders at the box office, but uh, Joe Dante directed it. Um, he said he really had to rush the edit to get it done. Although I'm not sure what more he could make from this. It's kind of a you know, it's a cute story. The kids make a spaceship. They meet aliens. The aliens get in trouble with their parents because they stole their spaceship. It's it's classic. Come on, it's like a big long yeah, Bugs Bunny cartoon with a flying tilt a whirl car. I feel like I'm gonna get hopped up on wild turkey tonight and watch that. Woohoo! Expect the weird text to come in from me around 8 p.m. <laughs> I'll turn my I'll turn notifications off. Uh, And if I'm going to throw in one more bonus sci-fi one, which is maybe kind of on the bridge between sci-fi and comedy, I'm going to go with weird science. We need more input. We got to fill this thing up with data. We got to make her as real as possible. Why? I wanted to live. I wanted to breathe. I wanted to aerobicize. We've talked about this. I think. I think there's a whole show on weird science in the catalog too. But there is. It's
0: one of the worst shows we ever did.
1: I don't. It wasn't really? me and you. It. It was. Let me find out. I mean, this was written over a weekend, and I think it kind of shows. Honestly, it's not Hughes' best work by any stretch.
0: Episode one forty one, released on September six, two thousand and eight. And if you read the show's description, it says, "I'm not kidding, the worst show we've ever done."
1: Now I have to listen to it just so I so, know not to get any worse than that. <laughs> why, why, why do you think it was? Why did you say that? What's wrong with it?
0: I don't. I just remember when we finished it, uh, looking over at my co-host and thinking that was a really sad effort. Like I, I don't know if like were we impaired? Were we? And by impaired, I just <laughs> mean like, I don't. We, we never were. Never did drugs or drank when we were. Well, when we were recording shows most of the time, but. I think it was one of those ones where we just like, oh crap, we got to do a show this week, even though <laughs> back we didn't. from the chili and dog lunch <laughs> it, and yeah, every, yeah yeah, it, That is exactly what it was, and it was just ill-conceived and ill-executed, and we're, I don't know that it's the worst show we've ever done s- to this date, but at, at that point it was. So anyway, well,
1: I'm, you know, there's always there's always room to deprove. So there's been talk of a remake or a sequel kind of floating around Hollywood for six or seven years but i think it's pretty safe to say that this one's stuck in development hell so you can save your anger for other remakes and sequels
0: fair enough and it's also All fair right. enough to say that you obviously killed me in that category
1: well not none of those are like none of those are movies that you think of it's not like close encounters or star wars or no you know, <laughs> even one of the crummy star trek movies and the only
0: thing i can say in defense, and this is not in defense of uh, Final Countdown, is that on Amazon Prime, the Amazon Prime version of it is so, the sound is so ridiculously bad that you I have to crank my volume of my TV up to like 71 to hear oh gosh.
1: it. Yeah, some of those transfers on Amazon Prime are so bad.
0: Yeah, and then you've got to remember you better turn it down before you turn the TV back on in the morning. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to blow up the wall, the
1: TV's going to yeah, fall off.
0: I, I I live in a townhouse and there's older folks on either side of me as as you might imagine. And you
1: kids I don't in think there they <laughs> quit traveling through time with your aircraft carriers.
0: We need to have them on the show one time and let them tell stories of what it's like to live next to the spear's lair.
1: Oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah.
0: the next category the this this could be the make or break category. I, I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know if you want to win this category or not. But the kind of cheese. Super cheese category.
1: So Keys I have the,
0: three. Do <laughs> you? This is the category where you want to have none,
1: and I have uh, three. No, I disagree. I think you're, there's always room in any good summer movie season for what what I would call, you know, the back half of a drive-in twofer, you know, twin bill. You need something to fill that yeah. back end of the. I
0: guess. The slot. Well, this. You know, this has Summer Drive-In written on you it.
1: Young Doctors in Love can only play in so many theaters, so you need some other stuff. <laughs> I like that
0: movie. I, see? I'm dissing that. <laughs> uh, the first one I have, The Blue Lagoon, clip not necessary. We only t- watched it in 1980 because we thought we might see a naked Brooke Shields. You do boogies. not see a naked Brooke Shields because she's only 14 years old at the time. What kind I'm of sicko. sicko would do that? <laughs> she had a body double. And. And she had a lot of hair that was glued to her chest, so that nobody would uh, be committing a felony. Uh, That's what, good. What's your That's good. super cheese movie?
1: Uh, my first super cheese movie is the John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis classic, Perfect. This movie should have been called the Leotard Movie. The basically the whole thing is set in aerobics classes. From what I remember, I saw this in the theater. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, kind of the end of the line for Travolta. You know, he he didn't make another movie until Look Who's Talking. I don't think. Yeah.
0: No 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 he had um oh 85 yes i'd be right
1: i was thinking cuz the other one he did was uh, two of a kind with Olivia Newton. with the genre. girl. i think that was 80 on yeah. yeah this got three golden raspberry noms Ugh. worst actor worst supporting actress and worst screenplay but i don't think it won so it wasn't that bad just bad it
0: was i i i've seen it within the last 3 years Again, I'll watch. If it were on right now, I'd probably sit through part of it anyway. And
1: I <laughs> praise <laughs> indeed. Okay, I'll give it one more commercial break.
0: <laughs> it won't stand up to, to my number two pick. Speaking of O&J, Xanadu came out in 1980. What's this? Shh, we got to be quiet. I
1: thought we were going skating.
0: I want to show you the special studio first. Only the biggest groups get to record here. It's really kind of magic. Hmm? Yeah. They flash all sorts of pictures on screens. Really? Can we see it? Straight ahead. <laughs> now, Xanadu, some people might be mad. One person in particular that this I call is this
1: cat. This is the exact category for that movie. And if you know, this it's, is where it belongs. And it's going to... It's a guilty it, pleasure. It rules this category.
0: It's, it's a guilty pleasure. I mean, I, I guess like all of the Super Cheese movies are... It's funny because Olivia Newton-John turned down roles in Blues Brothers and can't stop the music to appear in Xanadu.
1: So, hmm. She would going look good in there? a black suit. That. <laughs> so <laughs> She was going to be I, Curtis? I,
0: I, I know that this was made into a, a Broadway musical. <laughs> I think it's been about seven or eight years ago now. They wouldn't have, have had to change to much. It. If you go to YouTube and you do a search for Xanadu musical, you'll see the clips from Broadway. And they they embraced the whole cheesiness of it and really turned it into something funny.
1: You got to run towards danger if you're going to do that. I mean, this I (laughs) I think we talked about this not too long ago. I watched it for the first time like a couple months ago. Katie and I were sitting on the couch one night and we're both just – Did that really just happen on screen? Like, Gene Kelly, what are they doing to that poor man? He's actually a pretty good actor. But, uh, yeah, this is the perfect category for it, and and I think this gives you a lead that's going to be hard to cut into in the category.
0: What what else do you have for cheese?
1: But I'll give it a try, and some people will not be happy with me for this next choice, but I'm putting a view to a kill in this category. Mission accomplished. Best beluga. (laughs) Vodka, rather shaken, Mm -hmm. and... uh, one microchip. Grandpa Bond puts his cane down and goes after Zoran. Uh, you know, Roger Moore is so old in this picture. He can't move. You Watch the fight scenes when he just stands in one place and lets him come at him one at a time because he can't move. It's not a good Bond movie at no, all. No, it isn't. And it's kind of a shame because Christopher Walken is just amazing as the villain. He is so yeah. just evil. It's delicious. But, uh... But I'm afraid it's all in the service of delicious cheese.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely a very robust Italian cheese. <laughs> uh, so is my final pick among super cheese. For 1980, obviously, everyone who knows the podcast knows that this movie p- plays a role in my torment. Uh, can't stop the music by the village people. Woo. If anybody plays a clip right now, they die. Just get a
1: glass. Just get a glass.
0: Of milk.
1: Of milk. And see, it's not.
0: Shake. A I forget how many times I was forced to see this in the theater. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> my, this is the it one that gives I, I, gives. Still, I, I still torment my mom. Almost, maybe once a year, I'll still bring up the fact that she spent like seventy dollars to buy this movie on VHS. She vehemently denies that, but like like so many of the uh, psychological tests that were conducted on me by her during that decade, yeah. geez, deny, deny, denial. deny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not the way I remember. The one <laughs> I remember, you bought it with your paper out money. <laughs> I didn't have a paper out, ma. Well, then where'd the money come from?
0: There's not much to say about this movie. If you really are curious, you, you can rent it or buy a. I, I bet it's it is it is sort of in, into that now campy category that people sort of embrace about yeah you know musicals of this era. The only thing that I thought was really interesting as I was looking into some of the back 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 trivia was that Baskin Robbins had a flavor of the month when that movie came out called Can't Stop the Nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. And
0: there's a uh, product placement for their uh, ice cream in the movie. I'd, I'd Would you like some <laughs> Baskin Robbins ice cream? Turns to camera. <laughs> Can't stop the nuts. Okay. Please tell me you have something worse than okay. that.
1: I don't think it's worse than that. I think this is, I think this again is cheese people like, but uh, let's go with 1985's Secret Admirer. Look, maybe we're overlooking something here. Maybe we should go on a real date. Just to see, you know? What do you think? Michael, I think you just won the asshole of the year award. Look, this is, you know, everyone complains about remakes and this is a remake, folks. It's Cyrano, you know, not that anyone's ever made a movie of that. Cough, cough, Roxanne, cough, cough. You know, you could probably name six or eight of them. Yeah. What I remember from this is the Alfa Romeo that C. Thomas Howell steals from the the rich kid to drive down and get Lori Laughlin before she uh, bought her kid's way into USC. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing oh, I suppose shit. we ought to mention is Kelly Preston is absolutely smoking in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It seemed like there were a lot of movies like Secret Admirer in the eighties, you know, it's like, well, yeah. let's just, um, you know, if in a way can't buy me love is like this or uh, yeah. mischief is like this, um, uh,
1: better off dad I mean, is a little like this,
0: better off dad is a little bit like this. I mean, definitely a little different, but yeah. There's uh, The Heavenly Kid, which, which by the way also is on uh, I think it's on HBO Now. I think it's in my queue. I'll be <sighs> I'll be going through that one very quickly. That'll be the
1: double feature there, tonight don't, after don't, Perfect. Please
0: don't make me watch please don't make <laughs> me watch all these movies again. I'm gonna declare victory for nineteen eighty on this one. I just have the lineup. Again, it's uh, not the category you want to win. <laughs>
1: I, well, it's the category we have.
0: Lastly, As I mentioned, we have this sort of like, oh, random honorable mention category of movies that just didn't really fit. (laughs) Potpourri. I thought about potpourri, but I I just think about stuff that makes me sneeze. I don't think these do. I'm I'm just going to name three things real quick from 1980. Uh, Used Cars was a great movie.
1: Kurt Russell. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I haven't seen that in a long time.
0: Kurt Russell's a used car salesman. It was what I didn't know, directed by Robert Zemeckis and produced by Steven Spielberg. That's pretty good.
1: I didn't know that. Wow.
0: Yeah. Cheech and Chong's next movie was a summer movie in 1980. Okay. Uh, it it For some reason, I loved these movies back then. I probably didn't get half the humor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <I> just, <clears throat> well, it's it's peak drug joke time, really.
0: <laughs> yeah. The The only thing to say about this one... I think it was their second movie, and uh, Paul Rubens makes has a small role in it, so that's always kind of interesting. When Sometimes we sneak that quote into the podcast. And finally, the only other movie I could think of from 1980 the summer that was worth mentioning, Dress to Kill, Brian De Ooh, yeah. homage to Hitchcock, particularly Psycho, was a huge box office hit and got really great reviews. In fact, um, New York Magazine called it the first great American movie of the 80s. <laughs>
1: Wow. So not can't stop the music weird. No,
0: not can't stop the music. What about your, uh, what about your random picks?
1: Okay. I got three. The first one you're going to hate, but I'm going there anyway. Silverado. I, I know you don't like Westerns, but this is a, it's absolute fluffy Western, right? There's not, you know exactly what's going to happen and you just watch it unfold, but it looks great. The soundtrack is great. It's very lovingly shot. I will watch this anytime it's on, or I'll just put the Blu-ray on because I have it. The second one, American Flyers, quite possibly the best bicycle racing movie.
0: What? No, Breaking Away would be the best bicycle racing movie. Yeah. This, this would disagree. be right up there, though.
1: I disagree. I mean, they're it's really good. In the top two. It is really good, and I remember my older sister actually saw a test screening of this, and I, I always ask her about it. She's like, I really don't remember enough of it to tell you what they changed, but she said they did change it around quite a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's an early Costner. Actually, those are both Costner movies, aren't they? Yeah. And then the last one, and I just I put this in here because I wanted to talk about it. It just falls out just outside the summer season, and then it came out after Labor Day, but after hours. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I haven't seen this in a long time, and it's so good. It's Martin Scorsese, and uh, Griffin Dunn is this character who is, you know, kind of from trouble to trouble, trying to get home in Manhattan. And, you know, Roseanne Arquette is just. God. Just a great part. Uh, this is it, a lot of fun, not, and I think it's on. I think it's on Cinemax VOD right now.
0: It's somewhere. I, I know I've see, I came across it the other day, and I almost turned it on.
1: So, Steve, I think that uh, you know I hate to be the one to break it to you, but my my year is better. Yeah, yeah. No, I. 1985. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was <laughs> a huge year, and you know, it's kind of we kind of stacked the deck a little bit against Steve here. But uh, when we initially talked about this, he's like, let's do 1980 and 1990. And I'm like, no, let's do 1980 and 1985, because then I have a shooting chance in this. (laughs) You would have had a good chance at 1990. I guess when
0: we get to 1986, we'll have 1990 to look at. But uh,
1: the less said about the 90s, the happier (laughs) we'll be.
0: (laughs) I don't know. The early 90s are great movie-wise. You can't tell a lot of times that those are early 90s movies. But you know what you can tell a lot about?
1: The, the seggies. seggies. What's happening, hot stuff?
0: Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. I don't know why I'm reading this segment like I'm an auctioneer, but I am. We will play a movie from the 80s. If you know that movie, you email us at podcast.sat.com. And if you win, you win. What do you win, Brad? You win a postal-friendly bottle opener.
1: Oh, mm. the sweet, sweet sound. So Steve Spears. Yeah. And postal-friendly bottle opener. It's
0: going to say that over and over again until t- the crying stops and I can go to sleep tonight. uh <laughs> Pay attention. Here was the clip from uh, two weeks ago. Don't move. The beast is fierce. But if we show no fear, we might escape. That is The Beastmaster, (laughs) which is available right now on Amazon Prime, which is where I snagged it from. You think that we're being sponsored by Amazon Prime by as many times as we've said that today.
1: And, we'd and we would lovingly accept their not. sponsorship, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but call we us. Can use the money. Yeah, call
0: us. <laughs> we need the dues. Have <laughs> we gotten a check in a long,
1: long, long time? We gotta get five thousand for the <laughs> penguin, or they're gonna foreclose on our podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. A lot of people got this right. A lot of people love the Beastmaster as well. They
1: should read out some of the names, Mister Brad. I feel like this list is only representative of all the winners because I feel like a the term i'm looking for is shit. ton of correct answers came in but i'm happy that you have trimmed it a little bit winners this week include dj and clinton jeffrey extra shoe shoemate Citizen Buck, Martin from Calgary, Canada, Hope in Indiana, Jeff and Charity in Virginia, Lido from Porter Ranch, soon to be from Austin, Texas, Brock in North Dakota, Darren in Yucaipa, Scott Rubenstein, Bart Kopp from West Des Moines, Iowa, Colin Hall, Tom Corn in Austria, Steve Fish Sturgeon, Gene in Gilroy, David Sensei in Tokyo, Trader Shan, Todd in Minnesota, and our old friend, Dave Augie August.
0: Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Hey, Moody. You owe me a year's worth of lunches. If you know it, email us at podcast at com and tune in in a few weeks to find out if you're a winner. Yes, I can finally say it's that mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Mm-hmm. Everything's mystical to me these days. I guess that's what happens when you get cabin fever.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't
0: really open the window shades anymore now that i'm here by myself the fiance's back up north and when she's here she opens up all the window shades and the curtains and yeah turns on the the lights and everything when i'm here by myself complete darkness
1: cave dweller (laughs) hmm is that a metaphor for something i don't know
0: i don't know anyway you know the drill we'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s if you get it right again postal friendly bottle opener oh by the way, as we have mentioned before on the show, if you've won swag from us, take a photo of, of you with the swag or you with the swag and your favorite beverage and then post it on social media with the hashtag sit80s.com. Don't necessarily email it to me. I mean, I mean, we love seeing the photos, but what we're going for here is for
1: you to post it on your social
0: media. So that your friends learn about the podcast and go, hey, what's this stuck in the 80s thing? And then you tell them and then they start listening to the show and... You know, they tell two dot, friends. Dot, 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 profit. Well, yeah, or at least more that's, listeners. That's the goal here. I, I do love seeing your photo, but please just post it on Twitter, post it on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag, you know, uh, SIT80s. Uh, the 15th anniversary is coming up soon. We'll, we'll send out some uh, prize packs to some of the people we pick. Right now, I think there's only one person who's done it correctly, but I could be wrong. You know, by the time you listen to this, maybe a bunch of people have done it. Anyway, I'm... I'm ranting on way too long. (laughs) Was there a song last week? Here's the clip from two shows ago. That's Great White's Once Bitten, Twice Shy. I gotta say, Brad, I was a little surprised here. I, I think that this song sounds like about... 30 other songs from the 80s yeah and it was a short clip too.
1: i mean props to you 80s nation you you pulled this one out of the place
0: (laughs) i was never a great white fan i I wouldn't have recognized it i mean when i heard pulled the clip i'm like oh god no one's gonna get this and i spent half a day today writing down everybody's (laughs) name so brad can read it (laughs) so kudos to all of you and we look forward to seeing your photos on social media (laughs) <laughs> with hashtag SID80s.com. <laughs> and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to drill it at too fine a point, but
1: uh, I need I'm gonna I'm gonna chill here with my iced
0: tea while Brad reads the phone book to
1: you. Okay, here we go. Winners this week include Dave Dirt, Jeffrey Extra Shoe Shoemate, Papa Smurf in Ohio, Metalhead Ed, DJ and Clinton, Chip in Maryland, Kevin Serving Winch, Jimmy Allison, who tells Spearsy if he's gonna buy electronic drums, buy Roland. Just Will, Dave in an undisclosed location, Martin, no, I don't have two first names, Brian, tell it quietly to my heart, and Kissimmee, kiss Kissimmee, I'm doing this Come to on. make you mad, and it's working, Debbie <laughs> H. from MV, Donnie, Dale Basio's boyfriend, Metal, rhymes with Gettle, Heather H. from Tennessee, Ken in Boston, Pensacola, Jim, Firefighter, Mark, Mark the Mailman, Jeff and Charity in Virginia, Jimmy Allison from Minneapolis, originally from Cleveland, Ohio, 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 Ohio. Kyle Kay in Arkansas, Michael Mockrock Hayes, Janet JFK Not, Cliff from somewhere north of Detroit, Darren in Ukaipa, Charles in Vegas, Dave Horn in Phoenix, Gene in Gilroy, Joe Bob Purdue, Eric in North Seattle, Cincinnati, Joe, Dave Wilson, Jeremy in St. Pete, Trader Shan, and Chris, the 80s queen of Massachusetts, who writes, "'Thanks so much for the Blues Brothers tribute show. "'Back in the day when movies were edited for television "'and shown on local networks, "'my father and my brother and I would watch it "'every time it was on. "'In 1998, John Landis visited my college campus, "'answered questions from an audience "'of aspiring filmmakers and fans, "'and then signed autographs afterwards.'" I happened to have the Blues Brothers soundtrack with me, just you know, by happenstance, I suppose. And he happily signed it when I told him that it was our favorite. He just smiled and shook his head at me. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, she sent me a sweet summer child.
0: She sent me a photo of the signed CD. I have it. Oh, that's great. Uh, (laughs) It's cute. Let's spin the wheel, find out who's a winner. Okay, here we go. Looks like it's going to land on Heather H. in Tennessee. You are this week's lucky winner. Send us your snail mail address and we'll get you something out soon. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at Brad Podcast at (laughs) SIT80s.com. Hey, that's all the time we have this week. Hope you enjoyed our look back on the summer movie seasons of 1980 and 1985. I wish we would have stories to tell about this summer movie season. It's not going to happen. But in the meantime, be smart, stay safe, wear a mask. Uh, Brad and I will be here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s.
1: Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.